It's the first Saturday in April and the first Portobello organic market of the spring. Over 20 traders had taken stalls, everything from meat, vegetables and cheese to plants and handmade crafts. The market is run under the auspices of Pedal, which itself had its representatives on hand to explain about their mission. It was an opportunity to find out more about them and also a couple of the other campaigning organisations which are looking for support from Porty Folk. Stephen Hawkins, a Pedal member, told me more. Pedal is a transition group formed in Portobello by a group of individuals who came together to try and reduce our dependence on the fossil fuels which are disappearing and to relocalise our lives. In the market here, what we're doing is promoting local food sources so that we're reducing the number of air miles and reducing our dependence on multinational corporations. But you've been doing quite a number of varied things through the years, including trying to find alternative sources of energy, if my memory um, serves me correctly. Yeah, that's correct. One or two initiatives that we've tried about insulating homes better, especially the tenements. We did pursue a turbine. Unfortunately, though, these things have come to nothing, but it doesn't stop us taking other initiatives forward. And at the moment, we are looking for a small micro-hydroelectric generation scheme. The one success that we've had in our own local food growing is at the orchard up at Brunstein, opposite Brunstein Railway Station. We have 80 or 90 Scottish varieties of apple trees. It's just a small step to show what can be done if you want to try and produce your own food. Well, one of the organisations which has taken a stand this particular month is the Scottish Woodland Trust. I'm here with Rufus Firstboy. Can you just explain why the Woodland Trust is actually so important? Put it this way, do you know how much native deciduous woodland is actually left in the UK? Not a lot. Yeah, 4%. We're the least populated tree country in Europe by miles. Why? The Navy took all our oak trees... The two world wars, especially the First World War, had a devastating effect. The trenches were all made of wood, and they stretched from Belgium to the Swiss border. <laughs> if you look back historically, even the Vikings were complaining about the lack of uh, available wood to repair their longboats. Yeah, but I mean, the point is, you know, we happily chopped down trees, but nobody's thought about replacing them, not to the scale they should have done it. So, so, so what is the Trust doing to try to improve? We came into being about 50 years ago, because Mr Watkins woke up in Devon one morning and thought, if I don't do something... <laughs> And in that time, we've already saved over 100,000 acres. And our forte now is acquiring land and, and creating woodland, basically. So near here, where's the nearest woodland? The Butterdine Wood at, at Gladsmuir. And then we've got Pressmenon Wood out at um, just outside Dunbar. Pressmenon is about one of the last oak woods left in East Lothian. If we acquire woodland, we want people to go into the woods and enjoy themselves. That is the, the main thing. Are you also doing it the other way around, of encouraging people to plant? Yeah, very much so. We encourage landowners to plant, uh, communities to plant. We're getting schools to plant. We want people to plant trees. Presumably, however, not the mass planting of the conifers that no, we saw we're not, from... We're not interested in commercial woodland at all. It's not our forte. Yeah. We're trying to save our native woodland. Which is has, has more than just the aesthetic effect, there is also the fact that they, the woodlands are the lungs of the planet. Well, they are. The trouble with all these coniferous things, after the First World War, people woke up to the fact we destroyed so much of our, our woodland. So then we have huge programmes to plant this very fast-growing stuff, you know, to replace it. 
and there was too much emphasis on that and not enough emphasis on, on growing our, you know, our native vegan. That was one of the main... So people like the Forestry Commission, be- well, have, have, have they actually learned? They are now, yeah, very much so. It's largely through... We've woke them up to it. They're now planting... When they replant, they plant between... Uh, I think it's between 15 and 30% deciduous now. So, I mean, you know, they're, they're coming around to it at last. <laughs> My name's Mary Jane Elton and I'm a member of the local Amnesty Portobello group. And we come here to the market every month, mainly in the summer, not always in the winter, to highlight Amnesty campaigns. And the one we're concentrating on this month, I think everybody has heard of Syrian refugees, but there is also the state for the people actually in prisons, which are dire. The way of their dealing with their opponents is mass executions, hidden away from the eyes of the rest of the world. So what Amnesty wants to happen is for the state of the Syrian prisons to be open and to be inspected. So that's what we're asking 40 people this month to What, what I'm noticing is that you do actually, you have actually gathered quite a, a reasonable number of signatures so far. Yeah, we do actually. Oh look, one, two, three, four, and we're on the fifth sheet. Yeah. They must be... So that's 50 signatures. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that's, that's quite good going for a, for a Saturday morning when people are doing other things. Yeah, that's true. It's good. So tell me a little bit about the, the Amnesty Portobello group. I think that's been going since the 1980s, long before I was involved. Now we're meeting at St Philip's on the second Monday of the month. We have s- special campaigns. It might be concentrating um, on different countries in Turkey. It might be Stop the Violence Against Women campaign. Amnesty tries to highlight like, those places and what's happening in the world that might not be picked up by the mainstream press or even by the internet. You know, trying to be those eyes and supports around the world for people who are at risk. Yeah, basically what you're trying to do is to shine a light on things that people would prefer to keep in the dark. You know the amnesty symbol, you've got the candle and it's got the barbed wire around the outside, so we're trying to, I suppose, shine the light on those people who are in prison and at risk. Yeah, you're right. Stephen Hogan, can I come back to you? What are your ambitions in terms of where Pedal is heading, if I can put it that way? One thing that we're looking at at the moment is the possibility of having a community shop on the high street Our high streets have suffered over 20 years through bad planning decisions, concentrating retail on the outskirts of town whereby people have to actually travel by car to get to them often. So we're looking at maybe... That's not just an exclusive problem to Portobello, it's unfortunately across the whole of Edinburgh, isn't it? It it, it certainly is, but Portobello does still have a a town centre. It hasn't totally been taken over by the vaping shops and nail salons and hairdressers. There are still one or two shops, although I must admit they're all under pressure. Hmm. One of the things that's happened in the last couple of years is the loss of a greengrocer. And what you need is a critical number of shops coming together so that people can actually do effective shopping on a small nature. They can get everything more or less in one one place. So it would need to be somewhere fairly close to, say, Finley's or Williamson's, so that actually you only have a short walk between them. Well, that's correct, so that people can do these linked trips. And you're not just linking it to the shops, you're linking it perhaps to the library or to other facilities in the town. You're cementing the fabric of the community. So how much support do you have locally? 
Well, quite a reasonable amount of support and um, a good turnout at the orchard. We always have over 100 people at our events up there. But as with anything else, there are competing time pressures for people. One of the things that's come recently is obviously the Belfield takeover where one, two members of Pedal are very much involved in that. So whilst it's not a Pedal initiative, it is something that our members are very much involved with. It's only a day or so before we know the result of the ballot, so we'll keep our fingers crossed very firmly. So Stephen, thank you. Thank you very much for your time. Okay.